0: Okay, Rabotai. Firstly, we want to um for Miriam, um, badberta, chava, badberta, and to get married, Abraham, Abraham ben Dansei, Berta, Okay, badberta, Sarah, badberta, to have an easy deliver. All right, Rabotai. We should know. Um, uh, first of all, we gotta welcome Jack Grunauch from all the way from K Special for Hashem. Big shout out for him. Kazaik baruch. Kazaik baruch. Kazaik baruch. And uh, he, came, he came a long drive, Hashem. Anyway, in any case, tonight I'd like to discuss also the Ashtimah, a very big Refu David Ben Hana. He's, uh, unfortunately, he prayed with us uh, Rosh Shana last year, and unfortunately he just gave me news that he's not feeling at all well. He's on life support. So, v'zalad Hashem, um, sh'avu um, Refu Ashtimah, bekarov mamash. tonight we're going to talk about uh, money, happiness, and power. Okay? Money, happiness, and power. Let's get on. Yeah? Start off. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, His students ask him, Rabbi, I don't understand. The man for 40 days, 40, 40 years in the midbad. Right? Every single day, every single day. It came out. It says, why didn't Hashem do it? Everything coming in a year. Or in a week. All the money you need. Why is it every single day? Anybody want to try to throw an answer? This is what they asked to His students asked, Rabbi, why? The bishop of Rechai. Everybody know. Right? Why did the man not fall? For the whole year straight, why did it have to fall every day? Anybody want to try to guess? Huh? Hashem gives you what, you what you need when you need it. Mm. I like that answer. What's your name? I got to say it on time. What's your name? Uriyan. 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 Very nice. Uriyan. Gazak. <laughs> Gazak. You know what he's saying? He's saying, I like it. I like it. He's saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is giving you what you need daily. He's giving you what you need daily every day, every day, every day. He did not answer. Rashbi did not answer that. I'll tell you Rashbi's answer. Anybody else want to take a try? Rashbi said that Hashem wants to hear us praying. Hashem wants to... Hear. Imagine a father. He's nervous. He has so many kids. Boom, boom. What's going to be? What's going to be? Now all he has is this. So he prays the next day. He prays the next day. It's working it out every day. Talking to God. Talking to Hashem. Talking to Hashem. That's what Rashbi brings out. However, I saw the Yomah Gemara Yomah says... That think about it logically. Imagine, for 40, imagine the whole year comes down man. So you know, a father is going to have to carry the man with him, the whole entire desert. So look at the kindness that Hashem has for us. So I'm going to be kind to you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure you don't have to even carry nothing. I don't want you to even burden yourself. So therefore you have nothing to worry about. The I says it fell every day. You know why? So you don't have to you don't have to carry much, you don't have to do. the chesed of a kadosh Now, now, I want to just tell you a story. First of all, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, tell Aharon, to put the man, to put the man in a uh, flask, ah, uh, in a jar, and this man save it. When you have the Mishkan, put it in front of the Aron and the Mishkan. So let the people remember. Who gives the Parnassah? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of course, we all know that. There's no, there's no uh, 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 um, doubt that we have everyone sitting here, everyone listening. We all know that God gives the Parnassah. That's no question. So, so why, I ask you, if pretty much many people know HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Parnassah, why is it do we have to have a reminder that Moshe and he's telling Aharon, save the man for generation, generation, generation? You should know the miracle was it never decayed. It didn't become decayed. It didn't rot. It didn't become moldy, and it stayed like why? Why people know? Most people know. What's the what's the chizuk? What's the extra push? What's the extra uh, 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 knowledge that we have to know? If we we know it comes from God, it doesn't come from our hands, huh? You hear the question? Why for every generation, and and, and it was for generation even when he had the bit the mikdash, you should know, and we still had the money in that jar. It was passed for hundreds of thousands of years, thousands of years. Just why? 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 What's the? So I'll, I'll answer you through a story of Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu, the 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 prophet Yirmiyahu. He was shambling the people. Why was he shambling the people? He said, because, he said because in that generation, in certain time, people were getting carried away with the money. And the learning Torah wasn't so active. And this is what the chizuk that we need. Sometimes, unfortunately, I ask people, what do you do at night? Rabbi, I work so late at night. I are you the boss? Yeah, I'm the boss. So you're the boss. You could close your store a little bit earlier, 45 minutes earlier. Rabbi Panasa, Rabbi Panasa. Ay 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 ay. That's the time. Where what do we do? We take out the man. Remember the man, we take out the man to shochizuk. To remind you, of course we know it comes from God, but what, but what, you have to understand and remember, even when you're in the zone. Because some people they're in the zone of of making panasa and money and money money, and they forget, they forget because they're such in a routine. The routine is I have a job from this to that, and therefore I can't. This is my zone, Rabbi. I can't miss my schedule. This is my schedule. I'm the boss, and I got to run the company, and I got this, and I got that. Remember the Torah learning. Remember HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to learn Torah. But the Panasa comes in. Then we take out the man and we say, remember the man who gives you the Panasa. It's very, very important. You know why? It happens the same way with Shabbat. comes Friday afternoon. Ay aye aye! Black Friday, yeah. Am I understand, I'm rolling. I have my store. This place is rocking. I'm so busy. I can't close the store. It's Friday. It's a you know. Notice how notice how Hashem made it. Black Friday exactly where. It's when you have the short Shabbat. You know what I'm saying? Like Shabbat comes in at like 4:30. It didn't come in the summer, like 7:30, 8, 8 o'clock. Black Friday. Notice why it's called black? Right? Eh? Dark, dark. Right? Eh? Hashem wants to test you with the answer that. Black Friday. Are you going to pass the Nisayon? Now I'm not talking. Of course you're going to pass. Of course you're going to close before Shabbat. Of course. But how early are you going to give the kavod to Shabbat that it deserves? Tavod of the Shabbat that it deserves. You know the, the Baz, Oh boy, the Redbaz. Oh, oh, oh. One time, he had a dream. And basically, what happened? He was in Shamayim And they considered him... Dead. That's it. They said they're taking away his Neshama. Done. The says, What? What can I do? What can I do? Please, I beg you. And he started saying, Oh, I'll write down a perush of the Yerushalmi. You know what it is? Go try, try, to, try, try to learn, learn the Yerushalmi. <laughs> he said, I'll give a perush of the, the Yerushalmi. I'll write it down, please. I have to finish the perush. They said in Shamayim, Don't worry about it. We'll find someone else that could write the same perush as like this. We'll find someone else to do, continue that job. And then he, he said something else. And then he said, Finally, he said, You know what? I'll accept Shabbat extra, extra early. And I think it was chatzot, from midday, every day, he got, by midday, he was dressed Friday for Shabbat, ready to accept the Shabbat. Of course, he was learning, he was preparing, he was doing his thing, but he was accepting Shabbat. You know why? That's kavod, it's honor. It's kavod, it's like, for example, a person has a wedding. You have your best friend's wedding. What, you're going to come in the middle of the dancing? Or are you going to be the first few guys there? At, at the cocktails, at the thing, making sure he's all right. How you doing? I'm excited for you. Where's the honor? You know how you're showing your friend the honor? When you get there early. When you get there early and you're supporting him. That's the same thing. How do you show honor to the Shabbat? When you're prepared earlier. And that's what happens. Sometimes the Yetzirah doesn't let us. Because the person, he's running his business. And I understand. He has to run his business, No problem. But then he has to remember the man. Whoa, one second. Shabbat, Shabbat. I know Shabbat. But at the end of the day, who gives me the money? And even though I'm at work right now, and even though it might be hard to pull away. Oh, Hakadosh Baruch And that's what Yirmiyah the Navi told the people. How come you're not learning in the Beit Midrash? Of course they were learning, but not as much. How come you're not, not learning as much? What do you say? Uh, Rabbi, we, uh, we need to make the, the flus. Don't you want us to donate? Rabbi, come on, man. we have to make the money. Okay, what does he do? He takes out the jar of man. You see this jar? You see this jar? Who gives you? And that's why if you see, what are we doing? What's the man? We're gathering in. You realize that? We're gathering, because the money that you're supposed to make was already determined how much you're going to make, and therefore what you're doing is, it's already on the floor, it's already there, it's already destined going to be. All you got to do with the parnasah is just pick it up, 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 that's what you're doing. What happened? Okay, yeah, this is one in Yan I wanted to speak about, which is very, very important, I know, because, you, you know how I know, because when, when when we speak to people, sometimes I have, I have guys, how come I don't come learning? Rabbi, I, I don't end work, I'm a boss, and I don't end work till night I say, well, so work a little bit, go, come a little earlier. Therefore, that's very, very important. Especially a person, has v'shalom, if a person thinks that he can work on Shabbat. The guy sometimes that work on Shabbat, you know, they came, I think it was Rav Shach, I forgot who it was one time. I said but Rabbi, I see, the guy is making... Uh, 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 ten times the amount on Shabbat. How could you tell me don't work on Shabbat? How, how could you tell me that? I, I see my, my verush. Well, you think there's beracha in that money? Even if you guys are going to be all ved, you think they're gonna be, you're going to have beracha in that money? Come on! Come on! And what, you think it's going to be just like that? How could you to give to the money? And not only that, some people, how many times if a person's dishonest in business... How many times a person has tests in his business? And that's why it's so important that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was ready and saying, I'm going to make an open miracle. It was an open miracle for years and years and years, from generation to generation to generation. Remember the man, take out the bottle. Because there's going to be a time in business. And you're going to be doing a deal. And all of a sudden you're going to say, oh, this is a shady deal. But you know what? I'll give Ma'asir doesn't work like that. doesn't work like that. doesn't work like that. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to be a straight shooter. He wants you to be honest. And therefore, that is the great lesson. Just one of the lessons of, of this week's parasha is that, man, you deserve into what you get. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give it to you. And nobody can take a dollar away, not even a penny away from what you deserve. And if it's not going to come in this way, it's going to come in that way. It's not going to come in that way. It's going to come in this way. It just happened. One person gave a large amount of charity. This it happened this week, actually. He gave a nice amount of charity. A few, you know, all of a sudden, what happens? The amount that he made, the amount that he gave, It literally came back. I'm not saying it's always going to come back, but it came back. What happened? He won in a Chinese auction half the money that he, that he gave to charity. And I joke. True story. It happened this week. I'm good. I'm good happened this week. Wow, what happened? He told his wife, look, we gave this to charity. Boom. It's like a boomerang. We won a Chinese auction right now. He just gave a donation. Huh? He went back. He gave somebody charity. He really needed it. He, was, uh, he needed uh, financial help. He gave him a nice check. Two minutes later, boom. Wow, what you're going to make, you're going to make. No one's going to take it away from you. You do your hishtalud and i will take care of the rest. And that is a great lesson. That's one of the lessons of we have about money, that comes from barre olam, and we have to remember that if we have a test in dishonesty in business, if we have a test in Shabbat, heaven forbid, and if we have a test in learning Torah, in learning Torah, because that's really our life. Why is that our life? Because when a person gets into the Torah, Torah mevi zehirut. A person, we learn surah, it protects him and it guides him to do the right things in life. It changes his whole personality in being a better person. Yeah? That's, of course, it's Dvar Hashem, it's the Word of God. That's what a person has to remember. Now, I, now, that was one part. There's a lot of parts in the in the, in the Torah they speak about. The next part I'd like to discuss is about when they got to the Yamsuf, when they got to the, to, the, to the ocean, when they finally got to the ocean, what happens? <coughs> what happens? They, they're, they're trapped. The Mitzrim, the Egyptians, are coming this way. The, 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 they can't go that way. The animals, the Midrash says there was animals on each side. They were trapped. The only way they could go, if they want to be saved, is in the ocean. So what do Yisrael do? What, what does B'nai Yisrael do? They scream out to Hashem, Hashem, boss. You know what the Torah says on this? The Torah says, Hashem tells Moshe, Talk to B'nai Yisrael. What are, you, what, what are you screaming at me? What are you screaming for prayers? Go in the ocean. I don't understand. I don't understand. That's, that's, uh, uh, what you say. That's what Hashem says. Kilo. the reason why the reason why we got saved by Mitzrayim. One second. The reason why we got saved by Egypt was because when itzak, we, we 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 screamed out to Hashem, Hashem, save us. And what does it say? We got saved. We screamed the borel We screamed out. We're, we're in trouble what do we do? Pray. So now I have a question for all of you. If, if we're in trouble, what do we do we're supposed to pray? Everybody agrees with that. So why is it now, when we're right by the ocean, right by the Yamsuf, what does it say? It says what? Hashem. What, why are they praying to me? The better of the Talk to the Let them go in the ocean. Let them jump in. What do you mean? I don't, I don't understand. We're supposed to pray when we're in trouble. We are supposed to pray when we're in trouble. And now comes the Pasuk says, what do you want? why are you screaming? Why are you praying to me? The Go talk to Bnei and let them go in the water. What do you want from me? Everybody hears the question? By the way, this is not my question. This is the Ora Hakadosh's question, by the way, Everybody hears this question. Anybody want to throw an answer over here? You have an answer on this one? This one, this one's speechless. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful! beautiful. The guys are on fire. The guys on fire. He does get another shana. Uriel, asa Urian, He's going good. This guy. Hear what he already said excellent. I'm going, to, I'm going to elaborate with this. I'm going to elaborate because he's saying good, saying good. He says like this. If you think about it, there happens to be there was a in shamayim says There was a kitrug there was like in Shemaim, like the, the bad angels, give they were, they were saying, Hashem, why should we save Israel? They, some of them did have Avodah in, in, uh, Zarah, meaning, meaning they did have Avodah Zarah in Egypt, but, but they, they, why should we save them? What's the reason why we should save them? So they needed an extra zechut, They needed something extra. Of course, prayers would help, but they needed to, uh, like he said, was that he had to apply what they already sought. You see, in life, a person speaks about him and sees emunah, and then when it comes to the, you ever hear the expression, the guy knows how to talk to talk, but he doesn't know how to walk to walk. The guy talks, he's on the basketball court, I'll talk to you from here to tomorrow. Once he gets on the court, my ankle, I can't play, I, my, my, my knee just twisted. Oh my goodness, all this time you tell me you know how to play ball and I'll, and I'll take it to the I'll, I'll teach you how to play and then I get to the court and then what do you say on oh, my ankle? Come on, you haki balash, you know, how you just talk. You don't know how to play the game. It says, you see, it's very hard by the way, but that is applying the munah into action. You see, there was another item that Hakadosh, Baruch who said all this time? Yes, all this time you saw me doing all the miracles. Now I got to see you. Let me see you now do something against nature, beyond. What was beyond? Imagine now, that was the advice that Hashem gives to Moshe. The ber el b'nei Hashem is telling Moshe, Moshe, you want them to be saved? I'm giving you the answer. The answer is, they have to do something out of the ordinary to show their imunah and bitachon in me. And what is that? I'm telling them. Hashem is telling them. Go in the water. So now if God tells you to do something, even though it doesn't make sense right now, it doesn't make sense right now, I'm going to go in the water? If I'm going to go in the water, how am I going to get saved? But guess what? God told me to go in the water? I don't care. It's against nature? It won't. Boom, they jumped. Nachshon Ben-Medav was the first. Yehuda was the first one to jump. And who was the next? They say Shevet Binyamin yamin came in right after, before the Shevet Yehuda. Just Nachshon Ben-Medav came in, and then Shevet Binyamin jumped in. They just jumped in, and it was going up to the nostrils. They couldn't even breathe. And all of a sudden, when, when it was up to the nostrils, and, and, and they couldn't do more, then God did the miracle. Because God wants to see how far you're going to go. How much do you believe in Him? Sometimes in life, uh, 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 things are going very, very uh, uh, tough in our life. Like it says, Panasat, it says in Mesech that. But then it's hard, hard, it's coming to the nose, you don't know. But then you did your part. Once you did your part, you turn to B'la'ala, I'm done. I did what I could do, you're going to do the rest same thing with Shiduchim, it says. It says there by Shiduchim, Meseget Sotah. Sometimes it's Shiduchim, you do your part. I'm here, please. I did my part. I prayed to you and I did my part. I'm putting, I'm putting my things online. I, I went, I spoke to Shadchanim. I did my Ishtadut. I actually went out and I did and I did that. I went out with the dates they sent me out with. Now it's your turn. And then, is saying, you put your bitachon in me. Do things. Apply it. Apply it. Say, that's it. I fully, fully trust in you. I fully trust in you. Like I said the other day, about people, right? About ma'asir. It doesn't make sense. You give ma'asir, you get rich. But I'm, I'm losing money. It says, you have to apply the emunah and bitachon. If God says it, asir ta'asir, asher b'shvidu ta'asher. It's a fact. A guy doesn't work on Shabbat, but he says to himself, what do you mean? It doesn't make sense. How am I not going to work on Shabbat? That's the busiest day. That's when we apply that that we have. That's, that's exactly where we apply it. That you won't lose out. That's when we apply it when you have a nighttime learning. And it's a Wednesday night. And you know it's, oh man, I have to make sure at 9 o'clock but now something came up, oh, this is a crazy business deal, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And this. What am I going to do? That's where you apply the Bitachon because you're in a situation where you say, Hashem, I'm stopping, and I'm doing what you're telling me, because I have Bitachon in you. And that's really Bitachon. And I'll tell you honestly, if you look, that's the hatslacha of Bnei Yisrael when they apply it. And I'll prove it to you. First, look, when we were back, go back to the Greeks. The Greeks were fighting us in Hanukkah. We were such a small army, it didn't make sense to fight against a huge army. It was a, no, it was a no-brainer. We'll lose for sure. But we had to fight. That's what Hashem wanted us. We had to fight. So we had to fight. But you know what we did on the fight? You know what we were saying on the fight? You know which mizmor? Maggid Avraham speaks out the Tashbet says that we sing the we sing a mizmor, Yoshev besetet leyon v'tsar chadai tonan, umal adonai machsi umseudate, Elohai eftach bach. That's the mizmor that we say Bahanecha, if you realize. When we light the candle in Nes Kenazim sfaradim. we say that Yoshev beseter elion. And what is it saying inside? As we were going to battle, Elohai eftach bach, Hashem I will trust in you. I will trust in you. And the guys going out to battle—imagine every war before they do it, they're praying. Hashem, we put Hashem, put up Hashem, Because they understood it's impossible to—it's impossible to win. But so why are you fighting? I'm fighting because this is what Hashem wants me to do right now. That's what I'm doing. But guess what? I have Hashem on my side. I have Bitachon on my side. Hashem's gonna—that's what it says. Hashem lachem. Hashem will fight your war. Hashem will fight your war. But place your trust in Him. Do something that you're going to place your trust in Him. So they said, you know what? We're going to go out and fight and and start. And God's going to be with us. Because we have to. That's what God wants from us. And we'll have to be dachon Him and He'll do the rest. And guess what? And guess what? It's the same thing. It's the same thing what happened to David. Do you know how many years? Do you know how many years... We were fighting against the Pelestim in Israel. Do you, do you realize how many years we were fighting Pelestim in Israel? We, we, we were come from Egypt. Now we're coming in to, to Israel to conquer. Hashem said, it's your land. Conquer it. And there was battles. Yericho, Jericho, and back and forth. And we're always battling back and forth, back and forth. Finally, one battle, after 400 years, 400 years, battling Pelestim, We finally overtook Pidishtim territory. Which battle was it? Which battle was it? The battle, listen to this, the battle was Hashem, Hashem tells uh, basically the Urim Yitumim, David was told that you're going to go out to war with the Pidishtim, but you're not going to be aggressive on them until you see those trees over there. They were trees. Until you see the top of the trees moving. Once you see those top of the trees moving, then go out to war. Then go fight against them. But up until then, don't, don't, don't go. And what happened? The Pelishtim came to attack. And they were getting very, very close to the Jewish army, David and his men. And they were so close, they were about 15 to 20 feet away. You know how far, it's not, not far. Imagine 20 feet away, 16 feet away. And now the general army, they go to David and they say, David, let's fight them. Let's get out. Come on. They're 20 feet away. They take their swords. In another minute, they're right here. They'll kill us. And David says, listen, we have orders. We have orders from Bore Olam that tells us that you have to understand we don't move to fight until those trees start moving. And he said, think about it. If we fight, then we went against God. What gain do we have even if we will win? What gain do we have? We're going against Hashem? There's no gain on that. How can you go against Hashem and have a Impossible to go against Bodeh Olam and have a And therefore, we don't go to war until that shakes. And even if we die in war, he said, at least we could die knowing that we did what Hashem wanted us to do. And guess what? Right after that, the soldiers said, we're with you, David. They were with him. Second later, boom. The trees start moving. It says that came down, him and his angels, they they just wiped the floor out of all the Pelish teams. Pilish team was gone, done, done deal. But you know how? Because of the emuna and bitachon that they had in God in Borei olam. They you realize that? Where a person has to really apply it. And everybody has his own situation in life where he, ha- where he knows where he has to apply his bitachon, emunah and bitachon. And he has to have it confident. He has to have it 100%. That HaKadosh Baruch you want me to do this? I will do this and I will have being confident with you. And you live a stress-free life. Because you have Hashem with you. Because you, you, you put your faith in Him. You, you didn't just have emunah, yeah, Hashem exists. You said, no, Hashem exists and I'm doing things and I know that you're going to be with me and help me in this, 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 this. And that's how they won the war. And that's how they won the war. And that's exactly what happens now. That B'nai Yisrael have to jump in something that's out of the ordinary. And boom, they jumped in. And Baruch Hashem, they got saved. And that's B'lachon. And what I just want to say, a, a pointer over here. That sometimes in life, a person, you see the situation where Bnei Sahel was in? They were locked. They had nowhere to go. They had to do something above nature, above their limits. They had to do something above their limits in order to be saved. And that's the same thing. A person, sometimes they'll be in situations where he's cornered. Uh, 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 something's happening in his life where he just can't get out. He needs major help. He just can't get out. And really, the only person that could help him is, he could try to get help and everything like that. Bottom line is, Hashem is going to help him. But in those situations, that's when a person has to understand, he has to accept upon himself things out of, out of the ordinary, out of his ordinary life. There was the Chinabirov. I told you this once here, the Chinabirov. One time, they came to him. The biggest rabbis in the world. In the world, they were having a sifa, they were having an entire gathering of all rabbis of the community of the world of Israel. Every rabbi they can imagine, the top, top rabbis. Chabina Rab was a huge top rabbi. And they came and they said, We're having a, a gathering for this, 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 this. We need you to be there. He said, I'm sorry, I cannot come. They begged him, they sent delegates, they sent rabbis, the, the, three rabbis, they sent him to beg him to come said, with all due respect to you, I cannot come. Finally, Rav Chaim Shmuel Levitz asked him, I don't understand why you have so many rabbis there, people are asking you to come, I don't understand, What, what is that? He said, because he was a certain time in his life, on his deathbed. He was a certain time in his life, on his deathbed, dying. And as he was dying, he turned to the wall that was near him and he said, Hashem, you're with me. I'm going out of the ordinary right now. Anything besides learning, I'm just going to be learning. For the next, if you give me life, I'm going to just focus my entire time learning, teaching Torah, that's it. And he lived an extra 15 years. He lived an extra 15 years. Chabina Rav. And you have that many, many times. I told you about this, this lady. She goes around speaking. She has like a, a, a very important story that she says over how she was a very, very wealthy lady. Very wealthy lady and she had uh, jewelry and, and a crazy jewelry. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, uh, rings and this and that. And one time she came home and she saw in her pool someone floating who was it? It was her own son. She went ahead. She grabbed him out of the pool. She was going crazy, flipping out. She didn't know what to do. Of course, she tried whatever she could stay, to stay him alive. Called HaTzala. HaTzala was in the truck 20 minutes trying to get him to breathe, trying to get him to breathe, trying to get him to breathe. And she was a lady that, regular, regular. She was going crazy. She didn't know what to do. She was never wearing Sine'ut in her life. She said by the Hatzalah, she turned to Hashem and said, Hashem, you save me right, and save my son right now. Promise, swear, I will keep Sli'ut for the rest of my life. You see, some situations you're in, the more you're cornered, the bigger you have to breach out. The bigger you have to punch the, 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 the walls of the dinim, of the kitrugim, You have to punch it out. So her Kabbalah that she had to accept had to be way, a big Kabbalah for, the, for, for eternity, for a for, for, for lifetime. You want life? Let's see what you're going to do for your life. Let's see what you're going to do for your life. And that's really a great lesson that B'nai Yisrael is teaching us now. B'nai Yisrael is in a situation where they're, they're, they're trapped they're trapped. They have nothing to do. They have no way to do. What do they do? The Bet of Do something out of the ordinary. I'm telling you what to do. Jump in the water. But Hashem, if I jump in the water, I'll drown. But what are they thinking in their minds? I don't care. This is what God wants me to do. I'm doing it. They went out of the ordinary. They went out of the Teba to, to do something. It's against nature. They did it. God said, guess what? I'm going to do a crazy miracle? Splitting some of the sea, boom? Because that's, that's what you deserve. That's what they deserved at that moment. And that's the same thing with people. When they show their bitachon, whatever happens in Shemaim, now they deserve a higher a miracle for them to be saved. You hear that one? And now, is the last one, and that is happiness. Now, what do I mean by happiness? So we spoke about money, we spoke about this point, about, uh, what was the last point? I mean, now, Power—that what you could do with your power, with your with your acceptance upon yourself to come close to Hashem—how things could 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 change. I know many people happen to be in this minyan. I know many people in this minyan. One 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 person couldn't have children. Three months straight, he said it, he's going to come to minyan. By the third month, his wife became pregnant. True story. A guy in this minyan. Okay, he came every day. Didn't miss one day. Didn't miss one day. He needed something out of the ordinary. For him, that was out of the ordinary. For him, that was out of the ordinary. But you know, he pushed through. He pushed through. Sometimes you're in a pickle. You got to do that. You got to uh, uh, swim higher than, 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 than the ocean. So you have to do. That's the power that we have in us that we can bre- breach, breach the dinim. And the third thing is happiness. And what do I mean by that? They traveled after the Yamsuf three days as they left, three days in the Midbar, and it happens to be they really didn't want to leave the, the 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 ocean, by the way. Two reasons why they didn't want to leave the ocean. They were just like chilling by the by the by the shore, you know. Uh, why? You know why? Biggest miracle, Biggest miracle ever. And another reason why was because the Egyptians. They didn't really want to go out to fight the, the Jews, because they saw all these miracles. And they finally left, They're like, oh, Baruch Hashem, they left. They happy, they started. I'm so happy they left. But should Hashem put in his mind, go and try to get them. So you know what Paro did? Par'ol went to his chamber, his treasury. You know how big of a treasure he had of money, of gold, of silver? Think about it. He was the only one in the world at one point that had food. Imagine the whole world coming to you for food. You could charge top price. And all the money comes into Paro's uh, treasury house. Could you imagine how much money he had stashed? Crazy amount of money crazy amount of money and now what happens they're like when i go out to say, it's like okay you don't want to go out to one? come 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 you, you, you serious take whatever you like just take whatever you like promise speaking you're gonna go out to war oh they go take it crazy wow sick okay we'll go out to war and now they're, they're 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 putting uh gold and silver and everything in their in their pockets in their in their chariots on their horses they go with, imagine with, a, with, a, with, a, with a million dollar gold necklace around the horse going into the... They don't care. They have $300 million in their pocket. You know, let's go, let's go. Let's fight these Jews. Let's go. That's how, they, that's how they got them. So what happened? And Hashem did it on purpose. It says they got more money. They got more money from the from the drowning of the sea of the Egyptians than what they took with, with them out of Egypt. And the Midrash says they had 90 donkeys full of gold and silver for each guy. So imagine 90 go- they came out with 90 donkeys of gold and silver for each guy each person, each person, each person and then besides that it says at the end when they were actually drowning all the money was more than what they came out with. You can you imagine how much money that was? So now people were saying that you know why? Because more money kept on coming out of, that, coming out of the ocean. And he's sitting there, wow, another 100 million, another 200 million, another 300 million, another 500 million, another billion. That's great. Great. But there was a little bit of a mistake over there, a little bit, because they had to go get the Matan Torah. They had to go to Har Sinai, get the Torah. All right, got your money, let's go. But there was another reason. And that is because they were able to see the Shekhinah at the highest level. They were able to see the Shekhinah. It was like something, 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 something. At that moment, they really didn't want to leave. Until the Shekhinah said, I got to get them out of here. He went, the Shekhinah drifted off to the Midbar. It's called Midbar Shur. They envisioned it. Finally, after three days, they were traveling, no water. They finally got to a place called Mara, and they found water. And guess what? They start drinking. And what is it? It is... Bitter. Imagine, what do you do? You're three days traveling, no water. Finally, you get to a place. Oh, there's some water. Drink. Bitter. Ay, 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 ay. What are we gonna do? And you know, yeah, has was uh, one or two guys. By the way, complain is gonna be complaining his whole life, by the way. No joke. That, 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 that. Because his mentality is in his brain is complaining. That's it. He could go, everything could be perfect. He could go to a restaurant, everything could be perfect. He just didn't make it a little bit salt. Oh, bro, you don't have salt. I got it. He flips the, tip. you know, come on, I'm not giving you a tip now. He, got, he has to complain. You know, every, why? What's the, why? Why? Because his mentality like this, that's it. You have to change the mentality. So you always have those, uh, Few people of the Erev Rav, they get involved. Oh, you took us out of Egypt. It is no water. Meanwhile, we saved you from Egypt. No water this day. You know what I'm saying? We saved you, oh, no water. you know, you do good for the guy, and then the guy spits in your face after. Come on, come on. You know, then 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 you want to do good to the guy. So now, what do you have the Erev Rav complaining? Oh, you brought us here, A bit of water. What does Hashem tell Moshe to do? Hashem tells Moshe, take the Take, there was a bitter uh, a tree. Take the bitter branch. Throw it in the water. And now what happens to the water? What happens to it? It becomes sweet. Now, there's some depth in that. There's some depth in that for our lives to remember in life. Why did God do that? Why did Hashem have to take something bitter, a bitter branch, throw it in the bitter water, oh, guess what? It becomes sweet. doesn't make sense. Struck. Throw a, 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 a branch that's sweet into bitter. There you go. That I have it. I understand. But why you. Everybody's clear with that? Everybody has that, that, that question? Simple, no? Simple question. And that is. And that is. It's a lesson in our lives. I'm going to answer this with a story about Rabbi Akiva. Everybody knows Rabbi Akiva. Kalba Savuah was his father-in-law. His, his wife was Rachel. At the time, Kalba Savuah, of course, was disowned his daughter if he was going to take Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva didn't have money. And Rachel, Rabbi says, what, what, what do you want from me? You already, if you're going to learn Torah, I'm going to marry you. He says, okay, learn Torah. He learns Torah. He's sitting down learn Torah. But when they slept... They didn't have anything to sleep on. They didn't have a pillow. They had hay. Hay, you know hay? Hay. Imagine sleeping on hay. The next morning you wake up, what do you do? You're pulling out the hay from your hair. And that's, that's what you're doing. <laughs> you wake up, hey, 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 oh my goodness. Imagine every night is like that. Oh my goodness. And imagine a girl, her hair is like, oh, that's hair like all over. Imagine if a guy grows his hair, forget about it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Every day he's there, he's going all over. Crazy, right? Guess what happens one morning. One morning, a man knocks on the door, and the Gemara says, "Really? What? It was really a lion dressed as a man. Now the lion And what does he? What does he say? Anybody know. What does he say? He what does he say? Absolutely. He says." That my wife just gave birth, and we need a cushion, because she's giving birth. We need a cushion for the for the for the child. We don't have any money. We don't even have hay in the house. Do you have hay? She's giving the hay. But after that, Abdikivai no tells his wife. Look how happy we have to be. Some people don't even have hay, and we have hay. <laughs> We're rich, I. Hey? We're rich. We have money. See, people in life are always looking at the the other guy. You know, somebody once sent me a a, a clip. You ever see that clip? You might have heard this one before. That you see the guy in an airplane. You see crazy jets. Then you have a guy on the driving a Ferrari, and he's looking up. You see him like looking up at the jet. Oh, I wish I had that jet. <laughs> And then you have, boom, right next to it, you have another guy driving his his Jeep. And he's looking at the crazy Ferrari and says, I wish I had a Ferrari. Oh, man, I wish I had a Ferrari. He's not happy with his Jeep. Then you have another guy. He's driving his bike, looking at the guy with the Jeep. Oh, I wish I had a Jeep. Then all of a sudden, you have the guy's riding his bike. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, he sees a a guy who's walking. A guy who's walking, and he sees the guy driving his bike. He says, oh, I wish I had a bike. Everybody wishes he had the other guy's things, you know? It's crazy. Every You realize that? Every guy wishes he had daddy, he had daddy, he had daddy. And guess what? Guess what? Who's happy with that? A person has to... You know how he becomes happy? Shatara becomes happy? You look at the person that doesn't look. I'll, look, at least I have this. Look at the other people. A lot of people don't have that. Many people don't have that. You know what that is? Wow. the You see that? People don't have that. Imagine the guy with the Ferrari would look at the Jeep and say, oh, Baruch I have a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Imagine the guy with the Jeep look. Imagine, think about it. Think about it. Why are you always looking at the other thing? Oh, I wish I had, I wish I had, I wish I had. What about the things that you have? What about the things that you have? Be happy with the things that God gave you. Why always like the Wish, 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 wish. That's what it is. Everything, oh, I wish that, I wish that. He finally gets that. that, that, that this. Come on. There was a story Rav Shach would say over, he heard this from the Briskarov who came from Rechaim Velozhinah. It's a bittersweet story. But it's a true story that happened. It's a true story that happened. And, and what happened was, Rechaim uh, his son, he lost his grandson. Itzalel lost a son. And one day he came to him and he says, he was crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And he didn't stop crying. Like He was crying a lot. So he wanted to give him comfort. And he said, that Rabbi Eliahu Shutzter would have the the same uh, 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 the, the problem that you have. So, what did he mean by that? There was a big Rov. His name Eliahu Shutzter, and he didn't have any children. And he said, "Look, at least you have children. You're right. One passed away. You're right. He was just trying to comfort his son. You know what I'm saying? He was coming, but look, you have other children still alive." Be happy have them still alive. Some of them don't have any children. Some of them don't have any children. Guess what happened? A few months later, this Rav Schutzner, he ended up having a child. And at one years old, this child got deathly sick. He got deathly sick on his deathbed. And he was praying to over the child. Rav Schutzner was praying, 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 praying. And he said, I know why I'm having this child. Because the tzaddik goes in. Because Rav Chaim Veloshim said, he said, please, I beg you, Hashem, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you, please help this child stay alive. This child stay alive. And this child had a son. You know who he was? He was the Rashash in the back of the Gemara. There's the Rashash the HaShash. He became that. He illuminated the world with his Torah. You realize what happened over here? So you're right, in life, it's bitter. Sometimes a person has a bitter uh, a taste. But that bitterness will become sweet. The more bitter, the sweeter. People think, of course, we don't want a bitter life. But you know, you have to make it sweet. You have to make it sweet. You know, there was one time uh, a guy, he tells his he tells Rebbe, uh, Rebbe, my house is too congested. Uh, you know, we need a bigger house. We need a bigger, bigger room. Do me a favor. What should we do? Says and 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 the Rebbe knew knew this guy who he was. He tells him, "Get a goat and bring it to your house. Get a goat. Let the goat live in your house." Says, "Really? Okay." The Rebbe says. The Rebbe says. He gets the goat. He gets the goat. And now, the goat's in the house. And a week later, he comes back to the Rebbe. It's too congested. Now it's even more congested. He brought it. You made us bring it. Says, "Could you live another week with the thing?" Yeah, yeah. They go another week. Oh, congested, congested. He said, okay. Tomorrow, take it out. And then come back to me. Tell me how you feel. He takes out the goat from his house. And he comes back to the Rebbe the next day. Rebbe, you don't understand. It's amazing. Baruch Hashem. Wow. What a relief. He says, do you realize nothing changed? Nothing changed. But what? when you put another thing into in, in, in perspective, it could have been worse. Wow, you're right. It, it could have been worse. So now that it's not worse, be happy with what, what, what is. Yeah? So, therefore, sometimes something bitter, you got to throw something else in and say, Baruch Hashem, I, at least I have this and I don't have that like that, which is much worse. Because, you know what? Whatever situation you're in, in life, people have it. Much more bitter than you. No, even if you're listening, no matter who you are, they have a bitterness. More, 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 more. But you have to know, you have to know that a hundred million percent you have to have confidence in Muraulam, that that bitterness will become sweet. You have to have a a me'a achuz. And people go through hard times. But you have to know, remember this lesson that Torah is teaching. Moshe Rabbeinu takes a bitter, bitter uh, branch, and he throws it into bitter water, and it becomes sweet. Because in the future it will become sweet. It will. Take it, give it time, give it time. You, now you won't see it. Now you see it later. You see it later. You'll see it 100. You'll be wow, wow. Hashem, you really, you really were, you really were awesome. But you got to think about it now before it's too late. You got to think about it now before it's too late. And the way you achieve that happiness, no matter what situation is, by, saying, by, by learning two things. One thing is, people have it much worse. It could have been much worse. Baruch Hashem, it's only this. Baruch Hashem, it's only this. And the second thing, and the second thing, just have bitachon in Hashem, that this bitterness will one day become so sweet, delicious, and we'll thank Hashem, for what we got because he's going to turn it into into sweets